In this episode, I'll talk about the three filters that I use when I observe a horse or a horse and rider. And this is really highlighted, especially when I meet a new horse and rider for the first time. It helps me see the big picture so I can best know how to help them. As many of you know, the real problem is not always the problem that shows up most obviously. So we've got to dig a little deeper. So the filters that I talk about on this podcast are also the same filters I use with myself and my own horses to help keep me on track. These, these three filters will take the myriad of issues, of infinite issues, that you might be experiencing and kind of boils them down to three main categories. So it's really a starting point for diagnosing and it can be a blueprint for development. So here we go, episode 30, the three filters. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. So the three filters that I use when observing a horse or horse and rider are number one, foundation slash partnership. Those two things go together. Second one is biomechanics. How is the horse moving? And then the third one is gymnastics. So those are three different categories and they have three different sets of Um, manifestations of how good partnership or not so excellent partnerships show up and the same thing with biomechanics and gymnastics. So these are the three ways that I look at a horse to try to figure out where are they in respect to these three things and it'll help me diagnose and because of that it'll help me start to solve. And when we start to see you know, an issue with a horse or something that we think needs to be improved. Um, there's, there's how the issue is showing up, which is what are we seeing and when do we see it? What's the problem and when does it show up? And then there's also the root cause of whatever we're seeing. And the root cause is always a best guess. And I think it's really important to know No matter how much experience you have, and hopefully if you have a lot of experience, you get better at your best guesses, but I do think it's important to know that it always is a guess. And that keeps us in a state of curiosity and not just blindly going, it has to be this. (laughs) Because I know I've been surprised more times than not, and curiosity is what ended up helping me really find the answer. You know, because everything affects everything. When we think about foundational partnership issues, often those are emotional issues. And that can affect how the horse moves and the biomechanics. So for example, an emotional horse might manifest as it crossfires at the canter. So we've seen this, a horse gets tense and they'll tend to start crossfiring. So is that a biomechanical issue or is it really actually a root 
of an emotional issue. Now, the other way around can happen too. We can have an unbalanced horse become emotional. There was a horse I had in training a while ago, uh, and she would become very emotional and impulsive sometimes. <laughs> and what I started to realize by looking at it in this way is that she would become emotional more times than not on the right lead and be remaining calm more times than not when she's on the left lead. So when I started to notice, I could, I could predict the emotional state based on the um, exercises or what I was asking her to do. I said, oh, it's not actually an emotional issue. That was what was showing up. She was getting quick and impulsive and sweating. But actually the root cause was an imbalance, a crookedness that was causing her to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what my body's doing and this is scary. She was sort of falling in the right lead. And so the knowing that root cause helped me to correct the biomechanical issue and then her emotions went back to normal. And so you can tie that into gymnastics too. For example, um, a horse who's spooking, who's having a, a foundational <laughs> partnership issue, spooking, he's in fear, probably won't do their best shoulder in. <laughs> and you can be riding a horse in a shoulder in, in a way that because of the way you're riding it, maybe it's a rider who's has a lot of conflicting aids, normal challenge to happen when learning lateral work, right? They're doing their best, but they're kind of conflicting and putting too many aids on. And the way that they're actually riding the shoulder in can create a negative emotional state that can show up then as maybe a partnership issue. So, you know, this is where, you know, I can boil it down to these three subjects. Oh, it's simple. These, just these three filters, but it's still complex. And I think that's why it's important to boil things down to three categories to kind of give us a starting point uh, of where we're going to start to solve this. And we're going to get pretty close. And then we have to keep digging, digging deeper. So it makes sense, logically, that when you think of those three categories, foundation, partnership, that needs to come first. I think most people would agree you've got to start with a good foundation. Then when the foundation is good, now we can start concerning ourselves with biomechanics. And then when the biomechanics are good, now we can start doing more movements and advancing gymnastically. So that makes sense. And if you're not sure if it makes sense, you can think of an exaggeration to make it more obvious. So for example, who cares what the quality of gait and movement is while your horse is running you through a fence and taking off with you, right? So that makes sense. Like we don't care how nice a mover it is or how nice his bend is while he's running you into the wall. Foundation takes precedent. We have to have a certain amount of partnership going before we start caring about how nice they move. It sounds obvious, but there's probably some people out there who have prioritized fancy movement and they have a horrible partnership with their horse. So if you're listening and that's you, keep listening. <laughs> we got you. There's hope. And it makes sense that we don't care so much about gymnastics and movements 
if we don't have the biomechanics part solved. So for example, who cares how many flying changes you can squeeze in on a diagonal if he's above the aids, tight and crooked and stilted while he's doing it. Sounds obvious, but there are plenty of horses whose biomechanics are suffering because of the way the gymnastics is being done. And listen, I'm not going to sound all righteous because, hey, this is just the challenge of horse training. It's really hard to get it right. <laughs> and this is, again, why we have to take the time to think about this because it can help us not get too far down the road of having issues. So when we think about gymnastics, biomechanics, and foundation and partnership, even if you're really just focused on gymnastics, like that's your goal, you just want to like get that dressage done. Remember, there are postures associated with mental states of mistrust, fear, boredom, confusion. So those are foundational kind of issues. And there are postures that go along with them. And the posture of a, of a, um, scared horse or a posture of a confused horse or a bored horse is completely working against the postures we're trying to do in dressage. So even if you think you only care about dressage, you're, you're going to want to care about foundation and partnership. And <laughs> even if you think you're mostly caring about foundation partnership, you're going to need to get education on how to ride the biomechanics and how to ride the gymnastic movements because sometimes the like like I kind of said before the way you're riding your gymnastics or the way you're physically developing your horse if you're riding it poorly or if you're not paying attention to using gymnastics to to develop actual straightness then the Riding those movements poorly will cause biomechanical issues, which can cause discomfort at the least. It can cause restriction in movement at the very least, moving on to discomfort and pain. And those things left unaddressed will create a partner, a global chronic um, partnership issue because how much fun is it going to be to go out and be ridden in a way that causes them pain and discomfort? <laughs> Right. So we're always needing, everybody is always needing, in my opinion, to be thinking about these three categories. Now, the natural horsemanship slash partnership based people out there, I found will tend to diagnose every problem as a partnership problem. And sometimes they're correct. That is the root cause. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes the partnership is poor because of a biomechanical or gymnastic issue. Now, dressage people, in my experience, tend to default, think it's always an issue in the riding or the posture or the gymnastics. You know, so if your horse is not in self-carriage, then they just need more half halts, right? Where it might not be in self-carriage because it's scared and it's trying to run away. <laughs> or something like that, or it's defensive, so it's blocking and braced. So this is where we need to really flow between and educate ourselves. You know, I, as a dressage, naturally 
that's what I call what I do, you know, I t- I'm in the middle. And dressage naturally really is meant to be this bridge. It covers all the issues. So in dressage naturally, that's why I teach partnership and foundation. And I teach gymnastic development as far up the levels as you want to go. But the really, I think, signature concepts that I teach and the the part that I've really, I think, contributed is this middle, the bridge from partnership. How do you develop your biomechanics so that you can move on to do gymnastics with a happy athlete? And, you know, if you're a dressage rider and you already know about gymnastics, how do we bridge it back in a way that that you can do gymnastics in a way that actually improves your partnership by understanding it backwards that way and of course the idea is as we those these three categories are actually inseparable right so we start with a foundation we need to bring that foundation and practice it in a way that it you know, improve the biomechanics in a way that honors and brings forward that partnership and then we take that whole piece the happy moving horse with a good partnership. And that's what we gymnastically develop. We don't, we don't think, Oh, I got that one. (laughs) I don't have to think about that anymore. No, no. (laughs) We have to always think about everything. And this is, this is where dressage naturally really, you know, strives to not just be a nice theory that sounds good, but getting down into the actual nitty gritty details of some of these exercises that are designed to increase the quality of movement, but in a way that um, works with the horse and that listens to the horse and that helps the horse explore possibilities together, knowing that bodies will naturally seek harmony if given the chance. And so this is all based on this crazy idea that things like balance and free movement and, you know, those things should feel good to the horse. So we play with the horse to find this rather than just trying to make it right or correct or put it in a shape. And by doing it this way, by making sure that when we talk about biomechanics, we are actively employing the partnership. This avoids what so many natural horsemanship, and I'm just using that term partnership based horse first, you know what I mean, coming from that end of the spectrum. Most of the issues that I see students like that having is they have this beautiful, trusting relationship with their horse, and then they start dressage lessons and it all gets really hard and it feels really forced and they don't like it, so then they stop. And that's a shame because we need to address the biomechanics and balance and gymnastics of the horse. And that's, you know, like I said, it's my signature concept. So this is, this bridge is what I call the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics. And I talk about this, the nitty gritty details of that extensively in my book, DVD, uh, in my video classroom. And I have a a highly supported step-by-step course that actually dives deep into that. And we start in module one with the foundation necessary And then we move through the protocol for finding the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics. And the last module is uh, gymnastic, you know, the basics of gymnastic theory in the three different categories of gymnastic exercises. Um, So that, um, that opens up, we only open that up twice a year. 
it, it starts in April and October. So if you're listening to this podcast anywhere approaching April or October, you're going to want to go to dressagenaturally.net slash programs, and you'll be able to see all my online programs. And one of them is the Finding the Sweet Spot of Healthy Biomechanics. So that's where I go into the nuts and bolts and the how-to. So for now, I just want, that's just, that really is the course that bridges these three categories, these three filters. I don't want to talk too much about the nuts and bolts right now on this podcast, but just, I want you to know there's somewhere you can go where you can get all that. But I can still go on and talk about these three filters and give you some basics of how to start. So how do you know where the issue is? It's probably a question you guys are thinking of. How do I know? So foundational issues, foundation slash partnership, would be things uh, that would be inattentiveness, things like inattentiveness, fear, impulsiveness, you know, kind of lack of ability to regulate themselves, bulkiness, trust issues, and this can be you know, of your horse trusting you, or maybe you trusting your horse, if there's any kind of like, I don't really trust this horse, you know, that's in the partnership foundation category. Uh, Issues with going, stopping, or turning, right? The basics, go, stop, turn. And then how just, you know, just how good is that? So for me, part of the foundation of my horses or they should be able to do that brideless. I should be able to ride around Brideless, or at least without using the reins and have basic go, stop, and turn and their attention without fear, things like that. Other issues that might go in this category would be saddling, bridling, grooming, mounting issues. Even if they seem, oh, it's just a funny little thing, they just put their head up, a, you know, for like 30 seconds when I try to bridle them, and I'm able to get their head down and get that bridle on. <laughs> You know, for me, that's a problem. And it's and it might be the first moment of a problem that is going to show up in your dressage. So for me, all of those things count. They're all connected. Other issues that might be in the foundational issue would be um, if your horse is arena sour or barn sour, things like that. So how do you know if it's a biomechanical issue? So if I'm looking at a horse, seeing them for the first time, and I see any of those things that I just listed, I'd be like, oh, there's some foundational stuff here. <laughs> I don't know if it's root cause or where, you know, but I'm, I'm going to sort of mark it in my mind. Like there are definitely foundational issues here. And depending on how bad they are, it might stop me in my tracks. And, I, and we can't go further until we address it. So for example, if the horse does not go stop or turn, <laughs> any one of those things, if they're like really not working, your dressage can't be good. If your horse is scared, your dressage is not gonna be good. We gotta address that, like that's a non-starter. But if it's a little bit of, oh, he's a little pushy on the ground or um, a little trouble mounting, but it feels kind of isolated, we maybe could go on with things, but mental note, you've got to go back and address it at some point. All right, so how do we know if I can start thinking about whether I want to improve the biomechanics? So if I'm looking at a horse and a rider, and I feel like the horse is doing what the rider is asking him to do with the basics, 
that there's harmony between the horse and rider. So maybe it's, you know, this is what I call the happy camper. So maybe the, the horse and rider are tootling along. They're happy, happy little campers, both of them. And there's some self-carriage on loose reins, right? So it's just a nice horse, comfortable transportation. But maybe then the posture isn't so good, or maybe the horse isn't being really athletic, or maybe there's energy level things that we can tweak and address. You know, then I know, okay, that's a horse that I can now start thinking about the biomechanics. The foundation and partnership is good enough, but oh, wouldn't it be nice if they moved better? Another uh, thing you might see is on a loose rein when the you know rider's just tootling along or equitating, there's nice self-carriage, but when the reins are shortened, now they start kind of pushing and leaning on each other. So that again, to me would be like, oh, that, the partnership's good enough. It's not a problem. The problem only happens when we shorten the reins and there's a little bit of postural compression and the horse doesn't know how to fit in there. So like, that's a mechanical thing. You know, we can change the horse and uh, how they solve that puzzle of being ridden with contact. All right, so then how do I know if I'm looking at a horse and rider for the first time, whether I can start focusing on gymnastics? So let's say I see a horse where the horse and rider are in harmony, moving freely and balanced. So bringing some of that partnership with us. They have working gates. And for me, uh, working gates are, um, the horse can carry their pole as the highest point in self-carriage and be stretchable. And that's, that desire to stretch is what's filling up the contact and creating the round posture, which is a result of their general balance. So they have working gates and they can transition smoothly from one to the other. Maybe they need you know, that kind of moment where it's like, okay, when you're ready, <laughs> go from the trot to the canter and the horse and rider can manage to get ready and make a nice transition. But maybe they can do that, but I'm observing that maybe in one direction, the horse looks a little stronger or weaker than in the other direction. Maybe um, there's some asymmetry in riding the figures, like, oh, 10 meter circles are easy on one side, but on the other side, 10 meter circles are harder, or there's a little bit of loss of rhythm. Maybe the horse just in general is like, hey, that looks good. Now let's work on getting more uphill or more engaged. Uh, there might be issues with particular movements. Oh, your shoulder in left stays on the wall, but your shoulder in right wanders often on the wall. There might be lack of true straightness. So the horse is cantering beautifully, but when he goes down on a straight line, you can see he's not quite straight. So those are all things that would be normal things to address in a gymnastic way, you know, to prescribe exercises that will strengthen the weaker side or create truer straightness and alignment. So that would tell me if I had a happy little campers going around doing those working gates, but I saw some of these issues, it's like, great, we can actually move right on and start getting into the science of gymnastic training. And keeping in mind that excellent gymnastic training 
should actually improve the biomechanics and the partnership. So that's another little checkpoint. Like I said, it's everything is always intertwined and should flow back and forth. You, I love the saying, everything should help everything. The way your partnership is should help your biomechanics, should help your gymnastics. The way you ride your gymnastics should help your biomechanics, which should just create a happier horse and a greater partnership. Now, it's a little trickier to diagnose things going in the backwards direction. So the logical progression of foundation and biomechanics, the gymnastics, that sort of makes a lot of sense. So how do we know if it's a foundation, foundation, how do we know if it's a foundational issue where the problem is showing up in a foundational kind of category, but the issue is actually the root of it is a biomechanical or gymnastic issue. So how do we know that? I kind of touched on it earlier. If the emotions only happen in one direction or on one particular lead or during one particular movement. The horse is completely calm until they start half passes, <laughs> you know? So it's a clue because if you just walked in the arena and saw a horse freaking out, chomping at the bit and fighting with the rider and spooking at things, you might go, oh, that's a, that's clearly a foundational issue. You shouldn't be doing half passes. The horse is freaking out. But if you stand back and look at the bigger picture, you might say, you know, notice that like, wow, that horse was totally fine until you started half pass to the right. So what's happening there? And then you can look at how that's being ridden in the half pass or maybe find an exercise that'll make it a little easier and help the horse build some skills that they need. And you can build it that way and don't have to get to that emotional point. And it's really important to know because if you always go, oh, my horse is freaking out, back to foundation, let me just go dwell, you'll never solve the problem because it'll all seem fine until the next time you ride the half pass. <laughs> um, so another way to tell if it's a foundational issue, but maybe the root cause is in the biomechanics or the gymnastics, is if the horse starts their sessions okay, but as the work increases or as the session goes on, it gets worse. Now, this is not always the case, but it's kind of a, you know, one thing you can kind of look at. Does this happen? And maybe it's related to the increased demands. It could be um, this case if the negative emotions are location specific. Right? So why are some of the reasons why a horse might be um, arena sour? Well, because there's hard stuff happening in the arena. If you only ever do the gymnastics in the arena, then the horse is probably only ever going to not like the arena unless you ignore it for too long and then they just don't like you in general and they don't trust you in general and then they're not going to be happy anywhere. But often that's a that's a, one of those little important signs that you've been doing too much hard stuff physically in a certain location, the horse is telling you, I like everything you do except the stuff you do over here. <laughs> it's not the arena. They don't know what arenas are for. They only know what we do in them. So if your horse is starting to say, hey, I don't like this area, you need to ask yourself, what am I doing in that area? And they're telling you that they want something to change, that they're not comfortable. So it's not just 
not just a partnership issue, but what caused that? What are you doing to cause that partnership issue? And like I said, you know, you want to notice these things because if you ignore them, if you have that horse that's arena sour one day and then the next day and you're just like, come on, you're supposed to work for me too bad, sucker. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's going to make a global change that will then, they don't like you anywhere and they're not like you catching them and they don't like you in the grooming stall. And now it just looks like this is a, um, a horse that's unhappy all the time. And then that becomes a problem horse or a bad character and they get a bad rap. But the truth is it started somewhere and you want to notice that first place it starts. How do you know if it's a biomechanical issue caused by poor gymnastics or riding movements, riding of movements? Again, this is how do you know if you're working backwards? So one clue might be your horse moves better when he's free. If your horse is moving better without you than with you, and it's, you know, it's a problem, like the biomechanics has been a problem, but then you turn him loose and he's fine. Then you, you have to look at yourself and go, "Uh Oh, (laughs) I think I'm doing something wrong. Now, a lot of horses, you know, just because they're not carrying, carrying their, the weight of us, a lot of horses move better without a rider than with. So don't, you know, beat yourselves up unnecessarily. But for example, if, you know, if you have trouble with flying changes, being clean when you're schooling, but you watch them in the pasture and they're clean, then you have to go, oh man, (laughs) I must be riding it wrong. Like there must be something, well, I shouldn't say that. There must be something you could do better to help your horse out because he can do them. Um, Another clue that it, um, the biomechanical issue is actually maybe caused by how you're riding the gymnastics is if you need stronger and stronger aids to get the movements done. Now that's always a red flag. If you're having to use more and more and more aids, something's missing, go back and figure what out, figure out what it is. Because if you have all your aids on clamped all the time, your horse is not going to move very nicely. <laughs> it's just impossible. So ask yourself, why do you have so many aids on in your shoulder ends or half passes? Of course, your horse is not going to move well. And so go back, go back to the basics, find that sweet spot where your horse can just enjoy the balance and alignment and freedom of movement and start over and try to notice when I'm starting to advance and do harder movements yeah, we need to put aids on sometimes to help, but when do they start feeling like you're carrying your horse around with them? That's a red flag. Don't ignore that. If you ignore it, it becomes a chronic problem and then it becomes harder to diagnose. Another clue that it, your biomechanical issue might be caused by poor gymnastics would be um, the issues, whatever issues you're seeing go away after the horse has some time off. You know, see... You take a your you take a two week vacation and you come back and your horse moves better. Your first few days are awesome, and then the more you ride them, the worse he gets. <laughs> I know what this feels like. Now sometimes that's a, a sign also that your mental work is going well. Your horse understands, so that after time off, they actually feel just as good because they remember because they actually learned it. 
But from a physical standpoint, if they feel the most free when you've not been around and their biomechanics gets worse, then there's some something's going wrong. You're training, but you're training to a certain amount and the other part you're getting in the way. And that's always the, the game. How do I ride to improve my horse and not make anything worse? Another clue might be uh, over time you see muscle development that's not where you want. You know, their their neck muscles are bulging in the wrong places. The the horse is getting more um, losing tone in the areas you want them to be rounder, and they're getting hard or bulky muscles in the bracing muscles. So that's a clue. Another clue would might be that your self-carriage is worse than it used to be. So hopefully you've started with self-carriage mentally, emotionally, physically, and you've brought it forward. And then you start doing hard stuff. And then, uh uh-oh, now I have to hold my horse all the time. And I've lost self-carriage. So you have to have self-carriage good enough to use this one as a diagnostic tool. But if you used to be able to ride around on a long rein, and now here you are, you know, a year later doing upper level movements, but you can't drop the reins anymore. Hmm. And you're having biomechanical issues. I would go back and go, okay, let's get our self-carriage back. And again, all of these things, notice them right away. You want to notice these trends because if you ignore them, they become chronic, they become global. And now everything's a mess and it's harder. And so this is, again, why it's so important to, to, as best you can, start by going forward. Start with that good foundation, with a great foundation. You want to know what your horse feels like when he's truly with you, when he's calm, when he's trusting, when he's in mental, emotional, and physical self-carriage. And you want to know what your horse feels like when he tries. And then if you really know what your horse feels like in that state, then as you start endeavoring to improve his gates, and then when you have that and you want to improve his level of collection and the physical demands of dressage, we'll have a better chance of determining, is he saying, you know, when you have an issue, is your horse saying, I can't, or I don't understand, or... I'm scared, or I won't, <laughs> or ouch, that hurts, <laughs> right? So you, that's one of, the, one of the many important reasons why I want to have a good foundation with my horse. It's for this reason. It's like, I want to know what you feel like when, you're, when you are calm, when you're trusting. What do you feel like when you're trying? What do, you fig- what do you feel like when you're trying to figure something out, but you don't understand it yet? What do you feel like when you're just in a bad mood and don't feel like doing something? What do you feel like when you're in pain? We need to understand that really well with the basics. So as we as stuff gets harder, uh, we we can use it as a tool. They they can help us train them. So when it, you know when observing your own horse, or for any instructors uh, or trainers out there listening. See if you can look at your horses and students uh, through these filters. What do you see? What's the state of the foundation and partnership? What's the state of the gymnastics? uh, I mean, of the biomechanics 
separate from that? And what's the state of the gymnastic development? And remember, partnership, the biomechanics lives within the partnership and the gymnastics lives within the biomechanics and the partnership. You take it all with you. And now just some short answers for solving it. So there's no short answers in training, but I'll give you in a nutshell, you know, again, the book, this, the finding the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics course. It's a six module course with six months of weekly live support. If anybody needs help (laughs) working through this process, we can help you, but I want to give you something here. So, uh, in a nutshell, to solve foundation slash partnership issues. Actually, I have a whole course on that, Habits for Excellent Horsemanship. But the the nuggets, the most important nuggets you need to go in dressage are in the sweet spot course too. But in general, you want to slow down partnership issues, emotional issues often take time. There are not quick fixes. So you want to slow down. You want to check your own attitude. Partnership starts with an attitude. How are you thinking about your horse? And I want you to think about tracing things back. The problem is not always the problem. So whenever you see a problem anywhere with your horse, even if it's in your one tempies, what's the issue you're having? And can you trace back and find the essence of that same issue in its earliest manifestation. How is your horse to catch? How is he around food? Is he pushy? Does he knock you over? (laughs) So it might sound ridiculous, but time and time again, these issues, it's all one horse, it's all one being. And whatever you're having there, unless it's an absolutely pure gymnastic issue, then you can solve it in a gymnastic format. But if it's something with, oh, they don't trust you under pressure or anything like that, trace it back. When's the earliest moment you see anything resembling that same issue and solve it there. I promise it's easier in the end. And to solve biomechanical issues, take the Finding the Sweet Spot of Healthy Biomechanics program. (laughs) Forget the book. But in general, the theme is going to be to get to stay curious. I wonder why they're not moving as freely as they could. Experiment. You don't know what it's like to be a horse carrying a rider. And time and time again, the whole premise of the sweet spot course is based on experimentation, having a few possibilities of, of options your horse can try energy levels, where they're putting their body parts, how you're sitting. There's only, there's only so many dials you can turn, right? It's gotta be something around where their shoulders are, where their haunches are, how, how fast they're going, how much energy, right? So those are the dials you turn. And if you give your horse some possibilities of movement, the premise is bodies will naturally seek harmony if given the chance and balanced movement feels good. So we play together, we communicate and we play together. So it's get curious, experiment, give your horse possibilities for movement and listen. 
listen with your feel, and they'll tell you what they need. And then the, the nutshell for solving gymnastic issues, well, we also have an upward spiral of successful gymnastics program that happens after the sweet spot program for anybody who wants to dive in. But for purely gymnastic issues, where the foundation and the biomechanics have been solved or good enough, then gymnastics is about getting scientific. Where's your horse crooked? Which is the weak leg? What movements could I do to strengthen that? Which is the stiff side? What movements could I do to supple? So you want to be scientific and you want to be consistent and you want to be specific. And that's, that will get you going with gymnastics. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps people, especially those of you who have maybe some complex problems. Or you're just like, ah, oh, I just don't know how to make the breakthrough with this horse. Kind of stepping back and view your horse through these filters and uh, see if you can take uh, a best guess. And if you need any help with this, just contact us at uh, info at dressagenaturally.net. We do actually private consult, so you can um, just call, you know, contact us. It's on the contact us page at dressagenaturally.net or shoot us an email. We're easy to find. Uh, and just say, hey, I, I need to talk to somebody about my horse. And the private consult is just about hearing what you and your horse are experiencing and then we can help point you to whatever dressage naturally resource we think will help you the most. It could be a video that we have on YouTube. It could be recommending uh, the part of the book DVD. It could be a specific video in our video classroom, or it could be an online course. You get to decide, um, but we'll just hear what you have, what you're experiencing, and we'll just help point you in a direction where you can get the information that you need. So take advantage of that. It's pretty cool. We love talking to we love talking to you guys. All right, so I hope that helps. And as always, visit us in the Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group. We'd love to hear your comments, what you thought about uh, this podcast or anything else. All right, I'll see you next time. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.